Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents the 10th Inning Podcast, a weekly roundtable discussion about the wide world of baseball, keeping you up to date on America's national pastime. Now, here are your hosts, Jack Miller and Kara Guno. We are back here on the 10th Inning Podcast on Rome Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Caraguna alongside Jack Miller. And we've got a guest today, Nick Rizzo. He's in the house in the station with us today. Nick, how are you feeling? Joining us for our second episode. You know what's going on? I'm feeling awesome. Some MLB baseball playoffs, getting deep into it, ready to discuss. Yes. So first things first, Jack, you know, we got to go back a little bit. Yep. We have the wild cards, <laughs> and then we advance to the division series. I mean, you guys, Phillies fans, the Yankees fan right yep. here. <laughs> Our team, my team narrowly escaped, I'll just say that. But the oh. Phil- how about the Phillies? I mean, they beat, the, the going off the champions, the Braves. I mean, yeah. what did you guys, what were, you, what were your main takeaways of that series? I'm sure we'll break down each of those division series to get where we are right now and, and, and where we are right now. But how about the Braves? And what, what happened with the Phillies? I mean, the Braves completely collapsed. Yeah, I, I was at both games. Uh, oh. so I was at both Phillies games. I was at game one, probably the most electric experience I've ever been a part of. Oh, yeah. So game one, game two, both were fantastic. Um, all electricity was absolutely ballistic. Um, and I think, honestly, crowd was a huge factor in that one because uh, the Braves just did not want to perform against a roaring crowd of Philly. And uh, so – Crowd had a huge factor, and then the the Braves just didn't want to hit the ball. I mean, they only scored four runs right. in two games. I mean, that's not going to cut it in most baseball games. So, um, offense was not good. Uh, they did hit a few home runs, but like, still that didn't cut it. I mean, there were a bunch of solo homers. There weren't any like like three run homers, two run homers to like change the factor of the game. But the Phillies, they were able to score uh, uh, seventeen runs in two games and against four in at home. So. I mean, Philly just was insane. They well, they rode along the crowd with the hype and all that. Pitching was great. Um, bats were on fire, and some of the bats now for against San Diego are getting are getting hot. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, uh, Philly taking on the reigning champs. That's great. <laughs> there we go. And I mean, Nick too. Also, the the home crowd of San Diego against the Dodgers. San Diego. I mean, was that the biggest upset that that you saw? What did you think about that series taking down the Dodgers and 100, 110 wins on the year like that? That is absolutely insane. This Dodgers team are they kind of a dark horse? Or are they a team that can just power through? What did you think of that series as well? Well, the Padres home crowd definitely brought the juice. The home field advantage throughout the playoffs has definitely been a factor for all teams. But really, both these series, Padres, Dodgers, Phillies, Braves, it kind of pinpointed the fact that, especially in baseball, the teams that get hot in the playoffs are the teams that are going to go the furthest. The Dodgers, obviously, a a 110-win franchise this season. But the Padres, they got hot at the right time. They rode their starting pitching, their bullpen. Their bullpen has been absolutely explosive and basically unhittable throughout the playoffs. Josh Hader, that accusation uh, from the trade deadline, that's starting to come into handy for them. He's basically been unhittable throughout the playoffs. Luis Garcia, Nick Martinez, they've all been shut down guys for the Padres. So really, they just rode their pitching. And then Juan Soto and Josh Bell, two guys who they acquired at the trade deadline, and two guys who kind of got off to a slow start in their Padres career, they're really starting to come around throughout the playoffs. So Really, this is just a case of everything coming together at the right time for the Padres. It was looking bleak for them late in the season, but the bats are starting to catch fire. 
the arms are pitching lights out, and a lot of it has to do with acquisitions they made at the trade deadline. So it's kind of a lot of the Braves last season, their trade deadline acquisitions coming through in the postseason. So that's really what this Padres team reminds me of right now. And then again, the trade deadline, the Yankees. How about Harrison Bader and what, what he's able to do, amount of home runs that he's been able to do coming off, you know, he was in a boot, a walking boot for a while, and that was for the Yankees. He's contributing in a huge way defensively. He's been sound. But some other guys, Frankie Montas at the deadline, I personally, why was he pitching in last night's game? <laughs> that we'll talk about in, in a few moments. But the Yankees barely escaped with the Guardians. That Their home crowd, I think, definitely had a huge factor in that. Garrett Cole and what he was able to do was absolutely um, stunning. He's worth every penny for the Yankees. But do you think the Yankees, they talk about, obviously, they lost last, last night against Houston. This Yankees team, do they have what it takes? They just barely escaped the Guardians, who are very young, a very promising team. But the Yankees' bullpen, that's going to be a question. Is somebody else besides Judge and Stan, are they going to step up? I mean, Jack, what were your takeaways from the series? Yankees barely escaped, and they're going to be facing probably the one of the, the best, probably the best team in the postseason right now, the Astros. What do you think the Yankees have to do, and, and what were your takeaways from that series? I think that the biggest takeaway was that the Guardians is probably the most underrated team um, out of all of these teams, because I think a lot of a lot of us thought that the Rays were going to beat the Guardians first round right. in two to three games or whatever, and they were able to uh, sweep the the Rays out of Cleveland, and then they were able to uh, put two two losses on the Yankees. I mean, they are a really underrated team. That team is young. That pitching is solid. They got to keep that pitching going. Uh, they got a, lo- a lot of young arms in there, and uh, the bats they just weren't alive um, going into the sh- uh, last stretch against the Yankees, and uh, honestly, I think one of the things that gave that Yankees the fire was that uh, the uh, uh, Cradle the Baby uh, celebration <laughs> oh God, that Josh, Josh Naylor, Naylor did. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's got to – I mean, the fact that he did that as he's rounding the bases, I mean, like, that's kind of – it's a little bit of a disrespect right oh, there. Yeah. And I don't th- the Yankees took that personally. So. Did you see Glaber <laughs> at the end Glaber of the game? Glaber did it too. So uh, that, that's honestly some uh, karma right there oh, for yeah. uh, Josh Naylor and the Guardians. But uh, – Guardians, they're, they're a young team, and I think they can uh, start going into some playoffs uh, going in the next few years. They're, they look really good. Mm-hmm. And how about that Houston and Seattle series? Of course, you know, Houston sweeps. But Seattle, I mean, they're such a young team. Julio Rodriguez, he had a game-saving catch. That that game went 18 innings, the longest scoreless postseason game in history. I mean, Nick, what would, what did you see from that series? Is Houston the team to beat right now? Seattle, they got swept, but they gave them a run for their money, and the last game was just almost too little too late for Seattle at that point. What did you think about that series and the stars for both of those teams? Well, Jordan Alvarez, he has to be a top two or three hitter in baseball, yeah. at least. He, uh, The sole reason why the Astros won at least two of those games, <laughs> right. walk-off homers, I mean, just absolutely insane. Uh, the Astros, they showed me that they're the team to beat throughout the playoffs in the AL and NL. They still haven't lost a playoff game up to this day. 4-0 in the playoffs so far. Pitching rotation led by Justin Verlander. Bullpen's been lights out. That lineup is going to do what they do. Altuve, Alvarez. I mean, the Astros are just a really complete team, and they've been doing this for years. This is their sixth straight ALCS. They're always going to be there with this core. They're always going to contend. This shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. But uh, pointing at Seattle, this series was not a knock on them at all. Mm-hmm. First playoff appearance in multiple decades for them. So, And a young core led by Julio Rodriguez as well. So th- they'll be back. Definitely good for them to get that experience this season against a top-tier team in the playoffs like Houston. So they'll definitely be back with that experience and that fire. But in terms of this playoffs, I mean, all the teams remaining, Phillies, Padres, 
especially the Yankees. They should be looking at Houston as the team to beat, and I feel like they are the most complete and best team in the playoffs remaining. Yeah, and I also thought that what was really cool was that um, going back to how crowd how the Phillies crowd was electric. Um, that Reese Hoskins three run homer was probably mm-hmm. as electric as your Don hitting <laughs> a walk off in game one. Like, um, and I I just want to ask everyone what was your favorite playoff moment so far Ooh. that's happened? Um, I mean, <laughs> I went to both Phillies games, so I mean, I have to say. <laughs> Hoskins bat spike, but oh, <laughs> that's yeah. just my biased opinion. But, See, uh, my biased opinion <laughs> is the Hoskins bat spike as well because I'm sitting in left field with my friend Bryson Stott. Just hit that RBI double, one nothing Phillies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crowd, the crowd gets into it. Now they're starting to die down. Hoskins coming up to the plate, almost like the calm before the storm. As soon as Hoskins hits that ball, the whole stadium knows it's gone. The mm-hmm. stadium absolutely erupts. Hoskins does his celebration. Philly's bench is going crazy. By far the best moment for me in the playoffs so far. Yeah, that, that's definitely mine because I was, I was in Section 431. If you don't know where that is, it's uh, it's down the third baseline, um, and you're pretty much close to the scoreboard. Like, the scoreboard's probably like 100 feet away from you. And uh, we, you ke- where I was sitting, you actually couldn't see the ball land in the left field seats because it was that far in the corner. Yeah. So, But we all knew because we all saw Hoskins <laughs> spike his bat. So we were all like, oh, my God. So, um, But, yeah, that was – that was mine, and then Harper when he hit his bomb as well, uh, right after Hoskins. That was pretty mm-hmm. sick as well. Just but. piggybacking off that, throughout that whole series, Atlanta, Philadelphia, whoever threw the first punch in each game ended up winning. It, mm-hmm. it was kind of yeah. just like a gut punch. So as soon as Hoskins hit that homer, it almost felt like we had won the game. So that just made it even more electric. Yeah, and that's pretty much how it's been for um, for the entire Phillies this year. I mean, besides uh, Yepes hitting that two run homer off the off uh, off pinch hitting uh, again uh, against the Phillies, whoever usually punches first usually is the one to win. I mean, uh, the only two games that they've lost after uh, is the uh, or three games that they lost was Yepes uh, home run and then. Uh, or no, they did. They won the Yepes for home run because they scored six and or seven in the ninth, and then uh, the they got shut out by the Braves in game two, and then last night I'm um, against the Padres, eight to four. But um, usually when they do punch first, they're the usually ones to win for the Phillies, which is kind of nice because usually they are the ones to punch first. So um, Phillies, they just got to keep that offense going. And uh, well, Kara, let's ask you, what was your <laughs> favorite? Uh, NLDS or ALDS or NLCS moment so far. My favorite moment is just getting the Yankees getting revenge on Josh Naylor and the the, the <laughs> rock and the baby Glaver Torres at the end. I'm not exciting as of course at the back bat spikes, but I think the Yankees that has to be a wake up call for them that series. They we, everybody was expecting the Yankees to sweep there, and then when you don't do what you're expected to do when you have these big hitters in your lineup to narrowly escape. And I thought that maybe they would ride that momentum into last night's game, and of course we're going to talk about that. But they don't come up the clutch. Of course, I love Labor at the end. He just gave it right back yeah. to Naylor. And Naylor uh-huh. said, he went back pretty much on his words and was like, oh, I love playing in New York. It was a great environment, yada, yada, yada. But that's <laughs> after everybody made fun of him. So <laughs> I think that was that was probably my favorite moment so far. But kind of piggybacking off of that, the four teams reigning. Astros, Padres, Phillies, and Yankees. MLB on Instagram, they had their, their postseason power rankings. Number one is Astros. Number two, Padres. Number three, Phillies. And number four, Yankees. I think we should each make our own maybe list of rankings. Mm-hmm. What, how would you guys change that? For me, I'll go first. I definitely say, I would say Astros 
then Phillies, then Yankees, then Padres. That's kind of where I would. I think Yankees are a huge underdog in the series against the Astros, but I think that they have a little bit more playoff experience. They've been here against the Astros, but they're gonna, going up against the Astros. But the Phillies are incredibly hot, so that's why I would move up them up to the second spot. I'll go to Nick first. What, how would you rank that one to four? That's so tough. I it mean, tough, yeah. the Astros for me are the undisputed one. Yeah. And I then, think we all can agree on that. Yeah. I, I would say Astros one. It's just the two, three, four. I'm like, oh, what do you what do you say? Because for me, the Yankees, I had to see how they play in game two in order yeah. to rank this. Because last mm-hmm. night, you kind of expect it's kind of their hangover game. Because <laughs> after the celebration against the Guardians. But uh, I'll let Nick continue. I'm going to be honest. If you look at the Padres and Phillies rosters, I think the Padres' roster is more complete than the Phillies. I I just think the Phillies, at this moment, are playing better baseball than the Padres. Like I said, whoever gets hot at the right time usually ends up going far and even winning, especially the Braves last season. Like, Just going back to that real quick, who expected them to even make it or win the World Series? It's just the fact that they got hot at the right time and all their trade deadline accusations ended up coming through. But looking at the Padres' and Phillies' rosters – like I said, I think the Padres have the slightly better roster just due to their pitching. I think their starting rotation, I think the Philly starting rotation is more top-heavy. I think the Padres is more complete. I think the Padres have the slightly better bullpen. Lineups are comparable. I'm going to go ahead and put the Padres in the two spot. I'm going to put the Phillies at three. And so far, the Astros, Padres, Phillies, they've just shown me more throughout the playoffs than the Yankees. So I'll put the Yankees at four for that one. Yeah, I think you kind of have to agree with the list, especially how the Padres played last night. I mean, honestly, what scares me is what what happened last night with the Phillies, being a Phillies fan, is... The pitching wasn't there for Nola. Uh, he got attacked early, and they all capitalized on it mm-hmm. for the Padres. And then the bullpen, Bellotti and Brad Hand looked absolutely terrible. And then um, it's just I feel like that they have the momentum going into the Citizens Bank Park, but so did Atlanta in yeah. the NLDS. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with Nick that looking at the Padres' starting rotation, it's more complete. Yes. They got the, You have Hugh Darvish, Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove, Mike Clevenger, and Sean Manea. I mean, those five are is definitely a better starting five than the Phillies. As you said, top heavy with Nolan Wheeler. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say Suarez is probably like as the same as a pitcher as like someone as Mike Clevenger. I mean, Suarez is really good. He's pitched a contact. Yeah, usually gives up about a hit an inning, but he knows how to uh, escape out of base runners since he played in since he was a uh, a guy in the bullpen uh, for a few years with the Phillies. So. Um, they're definitely more top heavy though, so I got I gotta have to agree with the list that uh, that they released because it's just I don't know how the Yankees are gonna play in Game Two against the Astros. They might be um, they might come calm down maybe a little bit um, in Game Two, but who knows? They might erupt uh, and try and steal one in Houston tonight. But I have to agree with the list because it's just a valid point that they all have. I mean, just looking at what each team has. Absolutely, and we'll talk about. While we're on the subject of Houston, game two tonight. Well, what are your thoughts? Astros up on nothing last night. Let's break down the game tonight. It's going to be Severino versus Valdez, and as a Yankees fan, but also as a baseball fan, you just got to be frustrated with the performance of the Yankees. What is it? Seventeen strikeouts. Yeah, I mean, that's compared not gonna, to two. Compared to two, that's not going to win you a game, no matter what level, especially in the championship series. You cannot no. win a game with seventeen strikeouts. And that's to be said that Verlander didn't even have his best stuff. That was. The be- he, that's his first postseason win since 2019, if, it, if that's correct. Yeah. And 
for a guy to be on point as much as Verlander has been, and for the Yankees to get on the board early, they were in contention one and one in Houston and in the score. Bader goes up for the Yankees, hits that solo home run, and then you're like, okay, the Yankees have a fighting chance. And then Aaron Boone just makes a, a key mistake, which I personally think he's done all year, in managing the bullpen. You bring Clark Schmidt out to expa- uh, escape the jam, which he does, and then you bring him out the next inning, and he gives up the home runs. And then another, you get about Frankie Montas who comes in and gives up another solo home run, and the Astros, now they're, they're riding high here. Do you guys think that the Yankees come back, and when the, do they come and even the series tonight, or are they down 0-2 and going to have to pe- go into Yankee Stadium down two games, trying to get back and tied and using their crowd to their advantage? Do you think that they can steal a game tonight? What are your guys' thoughts? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of the Luis Severino Valdez matchup. Right. In my opinion, I I really think that Valdez is the better pitcher in the situation. I just think that. Uh, what's good for the Yankees, though, is that they're a right-handed hitter, uh, heavy lineup, which is nice because they're going against a lefty Valdez. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be better for the offense, Yankees-wise. Um, and then for uh, for Severino, uh, I just feel like he throws a lot of mistake pitches that he he's trying to dot, but then he just can't can't complete on them. So. Uh, I just I just think that the that's what the Yan- uh, the Astros did last night. They were able to capitalize on two bad pitches, yeah. and I think that Severino is going to probably do the same thing. I wouldn't be surprised if this is like an uh, eight six ball game to for whoever wins. I mean, it's going to be high scoring. I feel like just because the Yankees are right handed hitter heavy lineup, and Severino just throws a lot of mistake pitches. Well, I would certainly hope the Yankees can steal a game tonight. Because if not, you could basically all but wrap this series up. Sure. Right. In yeah. my opinion. Um, if I look at the Yankees, it's just so hard to judge them because I don't know how built they are to win in the postseason. Their identity uh, all season has basically been just mashing baseballs, hitting it out of the park, uh, a show for the fans. But in playoff baseball, that doesn't really work as much. Yes, you yeah. need the power in certain spots. Look at Jordan Alvarez and his walk-off homers. You definitely need it. But the playoffs to me is more just situational baseball and – the Yankees, they hit homers and they strike out. I'm not sure how much of a formula that is to winning in the playoffs. Overall, the rest of the series, I got to be honest, I have Houston in five or six. I don't think this series goes seven games. I think Houston has the advantage on the Yankees in every aspect of the game. Um, if the, the Yankees, I'm going to go out and say no. They don't steal a game tonight. They'll split in New York, and then Houston will wrap it up in five. I think that, and this isn't even really a knock on the Yankees. I think that Houston is just a total mismatch for any team that they play. Even my Phillies, if they do end up advancing to the World Series, I will not be confident in our chances against the Astros. Um, So, yeah, Houston, I I think they'll win tonight, and I think they'll wrap up the series in five. Yeah, the thing with the Astros is I feel like whoever goes against them, either whether it be the, the Padres or the Phillies and the Yankees right now, I think that... Each game, what's 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 bad for each team is that they have to play their best baseball for yeah. every game. They can't have an off day. Mm-hmm. Like what happened yesterday, uh, for with, with the Phillies cannot happen against the Astros. Like mm-hmm. because you just have to be playing your best every time. Like if, if like if the Phillies make it, they have to have an outing like they did in Game One. If the Padres make it, they have to have an outing like they did in Game Two. Um, I mean, honestly, they they only gave up those four runs because of the error from Juan Soto. Right. So. They have to. The Padres have to play as they did yesterday, 
and the Yankees, they just have to find, they just have to play some solid baseball. And I feel like the Yankees are a very inconsistent team when it comes to it offensively and sometimes pitching wise. Garrett Cole's their only consistent pitcher, and mm-hmm. I think that, and then Houston's just consistent every night, besides the eighteenth eighteenth inning game. So. You just got to expect every team to play their best uh, when they play them, and uh, I just don't see any team beating them unless they're as consistent as they can be. And if you look at Houston, they're just a team that finds ways to win, no matter what it is. Exactly, yeah. They can get into an offensive slugfest like Game 1 of the ALDS. They can get into an 18-inning pitching battle like in Game 3 of the ALDS. They Mm -hmm. will always find ways to win. That's why they're such a scary team. Exactly. He's exactly right. <laughs> it's really tough because Houston's always had the Yankees number. I mean, how many times? This is a rivalry in the game, the fans, with the cheating scandal. Everybody mm-hmm. is not a fan of Houston. And the thing is, for the, is the Yankees, they can't beat this team. It's a thing if you can go up against and you can beat them. But during the regular season, the Astros dominated the series as well. So it's tough for the Yankees to come back and say we have a fighting chance when all season long it's proven that they haven't had a chance. Mm-hmm. And it's scary because this Astros team, you think – Jeremy Pena, he's a rookie shortstop, and he hit he's tw- how many home runs? He hit one last night, had one in against uh, Seattle. That was a difference. And yep. what he's able to do as a youngster in this squad and joining an elite team like that, and Altuve, he hasn't even had a good playoffs. He what he's over eighteen, over nineteen. Yeah, he can't. He can't he hit can't the baseball. Hit. He can't yeah. hit. But look who else is stepping up. That's the problem with this team. But for the Yankees, on the opposite end, Judge started out really slow, to be honest. And but if Judge was over eighteen. Would the Yankees even score runs besides Harrison Bader's solo home yep, runs? Yep. That's the thing for them is Houston will not fall apart if one guy's not on, but everybody else will step up. You have guys like Alvarez, power hitter, because then Bregman can put it in play. Altuve is a smart player. Their defense has always been sound. Catching, they have, they have catching depth as well, which the Yankees don't really have that. Trevino is a great defensive catcher, but he can't hit. So honestly, probably probably Higashioka is going to be catching tonight because he's caught with Severino before, and they're a good team. But Higgy's bat has been also inconsistent. And then you have guys like Oswaldo Cabrera, who's done a good job throughout the regular season, and a youngster in a promising future doesn't have that playoff experience. You put him in the outfield, or do you put Stanton out there? So you try to get Matt Carpenter the bats. For them, I think the Yankees, it's, there's a lot of questions in their lineup, which these questions should have been answered during the regular season, not in the postseason against the Astros. Mm-hmm. But it seems like this Astros team, they're set. They're ready to go. Every night they're going to throw punches and punches at you guys. And I, I, would, I think the Yankees might be able to pull it out today, but... If they don't have, if they don't win today, I, I agree with you, Nick. They're they're pretty much toast in the series, and it's going to take Severino. You know, he, we know he has the experience in the playoffs, but who who's next? Jamison Tyone did a good job last night, considering yeah, what he he put them better than I thought. Better than you thought. He gave the Yankees a fighting chance. This is mm-hmm. what you can ask for. But can the pieces in the bullpen can they come together? They're not going to fall apart. I think it. Managing is a huge factor. Dusty Baker's a great manager. Aaron Boone, very questionable in my opinion. But, <laughs> I mean, that's I think the series is really going to be toast. I mean, your final thoughts, guys, before we go into the, the Phillies and Padres series. Who's going to be the difference maker? Does Judge have to consistently hit a home run every day? Does Stanton keep up at his pace? Who's going to be the difference maker when those big names aren't called upon to hit those long balls? I think you're right. I think it's coming up to be Aaron Boone. I mean, because he just has to make the right decisions. But in the past, he hasn't. Uh, and throughout this, throughout his the t- his time in the playoffs, he's just not been a great manager when it comes to just managing his bullpen. So it just comes down to him to see if he can uh, if he can pull the strings together, and uh, but if he can't, then it's going to cost him in the ALCS. Yeah, to me, it's definitely the star power in the Yankees lineup. Judge, Stanton, Rizzo, all those guys are all going to have to step up because, like you mentioned, Yankees don't necessarily have the depth in their lineup that other teams do. 
these guys are looked upon to carry the lineup and judge he's been able to do it all season but the postseason just a switch has flipped and he hasn't been as effective and then also just to me Aaron Boone of course but also the pitching staff Mm -hmm. you gotta you have to at least give your offense a chance you have to hold the Astros to I would say a maximum of three runs and then that would give your offense at least a fighting chance to uh take something out of this game but yeah uh, Severino tonight he's gonna have to bring the juice tonight for me tonight Severino is the difference maker Mm -hmm. to shut down that Astros lineup and then just have hope that the offense can do the rest that makes a lot of sense, and we'll see what happens today. It's going to be around, what, 7.30-ish? It's yeah, 7.30, 7.30, 7.30. 7. That's a game definitely going to keep our eyes on as well. And then Friday, it's that series is tied 1-1. Each Philly and Padres, I know you guys have lot, got a lot to talk about in this series. Uh, yes. Does Philly <laughs> have the momentum? Do Can they keep riding high? I mean, Schwarber, the pace that he's playing on, the, his home run, 488 feet. I mean, <laughs> absolutely insane. Bryce Harper, he's heating up at the perfect mm-hmm. time. But does this Padres team, like you said, Nick, who who made great deadline acquisitions, Soto, can he bit Josh Bell, what he's going to do? Hassan Kim, he's a scrappy player. He's hustling around. He's a great yeah. shortstop as well. This Padres team, they have a lot of pieces, but is it enough to overpower Philly? How big is this pitching? The bullpen for the Padres has been on. Nobody can hit against them. Is that going to be the dif- biggest difference maker in this series? What do you guys think? So right now um – they were talking about it on the Phillies post game show last night, and I totally agree with it that uh, Padres have uh, the all the momentum right now. Um, after the the scrappy game that um, Philly had pitching wise, uh, giving up eight runs, uh, especially five in the I think it was fifth fifth inning. Um, Brad Hand and Bellotti could not pitch yesterday either. After Nola uh, was struggling as well, I mean he, they both could not throw a strike for their life. And I, right now, it, it kind of scares me that uh, the Padres had a game like they did last night, and uh, now we have to go up against Joe Musgrove in uh, Game Three. But it's kind of it's the same situation though. I mean, as as uh, the Braves series because the Phillies had the what they they gave the momentum to the Braves, then they had to go against Spencer Strider, who's a very dominant pitcher. Right. Joe Musgrove, he's been dominant. He was dominant with the uh, against the Mets, uh, against the Mets, and against the Dodgers. So, I think that uh, the Phil- the Phillies just have to capitalize, being at home and riding with the electric crowd uh, as they had uh, against the Braves. And if they can do that, I definitely think they can get two out of the three at home and then try and uh, try and win it out in uh, in San Diego. So, the Phillies just gotta uh, get it together. Uh, uh, Pitching-wise, definitely, and uh, once we do, I think we can definitely at least steal two in Philly, and they can ride with that crowd. After our Game 1 win, I was looking at the Phillies as this is a team that's going to the World Series. After Game 1, I kind of agreed. And, I agreed with that. <laughs> and we jump out to the 4 nothing lead in Game 2, and then it all falls apart. This is a very similar situation to me as the NLDS. All right, same thing. A pretty dominant game one win. Game two, you have, well, I would say we had more momentum yesterday than game two of the Braves uh, game because it was tied 0-0. And then, but the the Padres win yesterday was just remarkable. The beginning of game three is going to be one of the main deciding factors to me because the Phillies, they're going to go out to this crowd. They're going to be juiced up. The crowd's going to be pumped. If all if the crowd is pumped and all that's happening, and then the Padres pick up right where they left off, it, it's just gonna suck the life out of everybody. The Phillies, 
the crowd. The Phillies have to come out tomorrow night in Game 3 and throw the first punch as they have for the majority of the playoffs. If they do that, I feel like the... Like Jack said, two out of three in Philly at least, and then I like our chances to go back to San Diego and split. But re- I mean, realistically, yesterday's game was a letdown. It was honestly because yeah, I'll let you continue. My bad. <laughs> yesterday's game was a letdown, but going into the series, you can't expect us to take both in San Diego from the jump. I think a split is a good scenario for us, and really for the rest of the series, it's going to come down to our starting pitching for me. Starting pitching has to limit the Brewers' lineup because, like you said, once the Brewers' starter gets pulled, if they're winning at that moment, you could basically seal up a win for the Brewers because their bullpen is absolutely unhittable right now. So, like in Game 1, the starter gets pulled, we're winning, and then we wind up holding on to win that game. That's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to be in the driver's seat early, and we're just going to have to maintain it throughout the rest of the game. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I, I wasn't expecting to win. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting a split. Uh, or I mean, I was expecting a split, but I didn't right. expect it the way that it happened. Mm-hmm. I feel like if it was a closer game, I would. It would have been a lot more. I would have had my, uh, much more confidence in the Phillies to win Game Three. But honestly, mm-hmm. uh, JT Realmuto in his in one of his post game interviews, he was saying a uh, Game One was really crucial and. Um, they really needed to win this one, win game one. I honestly think now, right now, it's now game three. They have to win game three because whoever wins game three is going to have momentum continuing on for the rest of this series. And because right now, Padres have it. Yeah. And if they win it again, that's going to be a huge confidence downgrade for the Phillies. And that's going to definitely affect them just how they play baseball. So I think that game three, whoever, win, uh, whoever wins game three, in Philly tomorrow is going to win this series. I mean, that's just how it's going to go just because of how momentum swings. So we'll see how it goes. I want to talk about specific players now. Who can be the difference maker for each team? We'll talk about the Phillies and the Padres. Is there somebody that's going to take that leadership role? Or is somebody's, are the Phillies going to rely on a performance from Bryce Harper? Is that somebody, that's somebody who I pinpoint. He's had an amazing playoffs, but is he going to lead them all the way? Is somebody else, is it Schwarber, is, is his home run going to continue? Do they continue to bat? Is he still about to lead off, correct? Yeah, he does. He does. So yeah. is that a huge factor in as well? Can can he hit? Does the bottom of the lineup get on? So when Schwarber hits a bomb, those runs is it a three run mm-hmm. shot or a two run shot? Who do you think is a key factor for me? I'd go Bryce Harper if he's, he's hot and continues to play and the DH. I mean, if he can continue, you get that outfield depth. And for me, for the the Padres, I would say Machado. If, if can Machado be at that pivotal factor defensively and offensively? Can he lead the Padres? I don't know about you guys. Who who do you think are some pivotal players that could really make it break the series for each team? For me, it's uh, if Harper stays hot. Yeah. Um, let's Let's just say it continues. He gets another extra base hit tomorrow. It just comes down to, honestly, how uh, Schwarber can, uh, in my opinion, hit the baseball. I mean, he was he was electric in game one. He had he was, I think, three for three uh, in game one with a home run and a couple singles, I think. And uh, I mean, he did he did really well. I mean, that's the Schwarber that we loved seeing. That's what this, that was the exact same Schwarber that we saw in in the regular season. So. Uh, we need to see if he can keep that momentum up going into Game 3 and at home, and we just got to hope that um, Harper as well continues his hot streak. And then the rest of the lineup just has to at least be able to punch a hit every game. So that includes just everyone. Like Everyone has to be involved hitting-wise because 
the Padres, as we saw, can come back at any moment. If they're down 4-0, they can come back 8-4. So mm-hmm. they have to – they just have to be on their – they have to be able to keep scoring. Like, if it's 4-0, to you have to be able to score, like, two more the next inning or at least a run an inning, whatever you want to say. But, um, yeah, I think Schwarber has to continue being hot, and if, it, if it's a combination of Schwarber and Harper being hot – the rest of the lineup will ride with that, and then Philly's unstoppable offensively. Yeah, well, Bryce Harper's going to have to stay hot and continue to do what he's doing. I mean, the, if the Phillies are going to advance any further in the playoffs, Bryce Harper's going to be needing, needing to play at a high level, as high of a level he's, as he's been playing throughout the postseason, arguably the postseason MVP up to this point. He's just been absolutely yeah. locked in. Uh, besides that, I'm not really too concerned about the Phillies' offense. They've been they've been pinpoint for most of the postseason. They've been explosive, multiple six run innings. You know the Phillies' offense is going to get it done, especially after our loss last night. I expect the offense to come out hot. I, I hope they do. I hope you're right. <laughs> yeah, I, I I expect them to jump on Musgrove. I expect them to be aggressive. Like I mentioned earlier, it, it's all the starting pitching to me, especially now that we're past Nola and Wheeler in the series. Yeah, true. Getting down to Suarez and Thor. Those are the probable game three and four starters. Those guys are going to have to go out and execute. I mean, they both did it against the Braves. They're going to have to do it again because, like I mentioned, if the Phillies fall down early and the offense can't keep up with that, then we're going to have problems once that Padres bullpen comes in. So, to me, it's all about the starting pitchers, specifically the lower-end guys. You know Nolan Wheeler are going to go out there and get it done nine times out of ten. Suarez and Thor, they got to go out there and shut down this lineup and then I'm confident in the offense to do the rest, especially in front of the home crowd. Now, quick question. World Series predictions. What are we thinking? Um, at a, it's 1-1 Phillies right now against the Padres, and then it's 1-0 Houston. Uh, game two tonight for the Yanks and Astros. Who do we think is uh, going to the World Series, and who do we think is going to come out as uh, victorious with a, with a flag uh, or two flags uh, in their, at their home stadium? Well, like I mentioned earlier, Astros in five, that's what I believe. I, I just believe the Astros have the complete upper hand in this series. I think they'll wrap it up in five games. <sighs> then we get into the hard part. <laughs> yeah. it, I mean... It I, could I, go to seven. I mean, it really could. It easily I could go it, to seven. I think it will go to seven. And I would love to come out here and say the Phillies are going to sweep the Padres out of Citizens Bank <laughs> Park. But uh, you okay. just can't realistically expect that. I do expect the Phillies to take two of three at Citizens Bank Park. That'll put us up 3-2. Um, and then I would probably say that the Padres will take game si- six at home. And then Aaron Nola on the bump for game seven. That that Aaron Nola would start a potential game seven against the Padres. I think this series is going to seven, and I think the Phillies are going to get it done in seven games, especially after Nola's blunder yesterday. I think in a potential game seven, he's going to come out looking for revenge and he's going to have lights out stuff in that game seven. I think at the end of the day, I think the Phillies have the better management. Uh, I think the Padres, like I mentioned previously, slightly better roster, but Rob Thompson just has his boys. He has them locked in and he has them energized and ready to go. So when it all comes down to it, I think the Phillies will ultimately win the series in seven games. And then I think what... Uh, going back to probable pitchers of what Nick said, um, in Game Four against the Braves, the Phillies were going to potentially, if they needed to, have Zach Wheeler come in and pitch, if needed to, if it was bad. So, like, if Noah Syndergaard didn't do that well, so I, th- because of that, I think that Zach Wheeler 
could be the potential game five starter instead of being the game six starter if it goes to six. Mm -hmm. So I think that uh, Nola will be pitching game six most likely just because that's how much confidence Thompson has in uh, in Wheeler and Nola. And in game four, it's going to be one of those bullpen games again. Noah Syndergaard's going to probably pitch three if he can, and then he's going to rely on the bullpen for the rest. And then hopefully the uh, Phillies can ride it out and head it to the World Series. And uh, But I do think that the Astros are going to come out with the win in the ALCS. And I think that whoever whoever they play, I mean, they always have the upper hand no matter who they go against. The only other team I could see beating the Astros is the Dodgers because they, they were the other most complete team in, in baseball. But Dodgers fell to the Padres, and so, I mean, out of the rest of the four, I guess it's the Padres who can because they already beat another complete team. So, um, But I think Houston's probably going to come out with a World Series win this year just basing off what their roster looks like. I don't know what you think, Eric, but... It's very scary, th- this Houston team. My my heart is telling me Yankees and Phillies, <laughs> of course. Nah. But as a realist, I think that I think that if the Yankees don't perform tonight, if they if, if they score less than three runs, I I don't expect them to pull out the series realistically because if they can't score without relying on the long ball, like you said, Nick, if they can't score with those little hits, if they can't piece together, maybe two out two out hitting is a key thing right here in the playoffs. If you can't hit with men on base with two outs, you're not going to be productive. You can't rely on the solo shot from Rizzo, who he cut the deficit. The Yankees had guys on base with two outs, and then Carpenter strikes out, and Josh Donaldson, who's been atrocious in the playoffs. I mean, don't even get me started on Donaldson. <laughs> I, I could go on a rant for an hour about Donaldson and what he. he how Podcast he has about how bad Donaldson is. <laughs> it's just it's incredible. <laughs> but with this Phillies team and this Padres team, you can expect guys to get on base, whether it's a sack bunt or there's guys moving players over, having those productive at-bats. I think that's the difference maker in those two, the Philly and the Padres series. I think that's going to be a closer series because you have guys who can execute on multiple facets. Realis- mm-hmm. Realistically, you have these two scrappy teams, as I would describe them, who can get it done. They're very unselfish players. They're playing for each other. They want to win. They want to move guys, go station to station, and move ways like that. But I think this decisive thing in that series is going to be the bullpens. Does the Phillies bullpen crack? They do. They have enough depth. Do I don't think they do. I think this Padres bullpen. We saw what they were able to do to the Dodgers. They were able to shut down the Dodgers. Yeah. If you can shut down the Dodgers, I want to say that they can shut down the Phillies. And realistically, I think my prediction is Houston and the Padres. That's who I think it's going to take it because I think that the Padres team. I think the roster is a little bit more sound. We've seen their bullpen go together. It's a matter of the starters. Can they execute? Can Snell keep going on the base that he's done? He got roughed up a little bit too. So we'll see if they're starting. I think the Phillies starting pitching is better. Right right now, They're the two guys, their one-two punch are stronger. Mm-hmm. But the bullpen, which we know can be a factor late in games, if you're trying to close out a World Series and your bullpen is giving up runs at the end of the game, that's a huge thing. So I think it's going to be Houston and San Diego. Other than that, I, you never know what could happen in the playoffs. So I, I think that th- yeah, right. this game today against the Yankees in Houston, that's going to be what I'm keeping my eyes on the most to see momentum-wise. I really thought the Yankees had the momentum last night, but they just were not able to perform. They cannot afford to strike out 17 times and think they can win a, win a game, let alone a series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just think it's crazy. Like, in the regular season, like, you can you can let up a bad pitch here and there, and you can have, like, a bad at-bat every once in a while. But, like, in the playoffs, like – Every pitch that you throw matters. Every at bat that you have matters, and it's just it. It's a complete flip of how you can of how you play in the playoffs when it comes to baseball, and it's just really crazy that now it's like 
everyone has to be consistent now. You can't you can't mess up now. Like if you mess up, then you're probably gonna lose the series. Like, if you mess up once, maybe like it's just crazy how as consistent you have to be and how momentum swings into your favor or not in your favor. And baseball, that's just what makes baseball fun. Yeah, momentum swings in any way it wants to, and uh, mm-hmm. each game matters. Like game three tomorrow matters, and game two tonight matters right. for uh, the Yankees and Astros. So. Uh, but we'll see uh, what the, what happens with the rest of the playoffs. I just want to piggyback off what you said mm-hmm. about potential Wheeler, Nola, Game 5, and 6 starters. I mm-hmm. feel like Rob Thompson would only pull out that maneuver in desperate measures. They, he probably would, yeah. And at the end of the day, I still have confidence in Philadelphia to go out and take care of business in this series. Like I mentioned, after Game 1, I was looking at the Phillies as a team that's going to the World Series. And then even in uh, yesterday's Game 2... The Phillies were still in complete control of this game in the first half. The Padres did catch fire in the second half of the game, ultimately won. But I I think it is fair to mention that the Phillies didn't really send out their best bullpen pieces during that inning. Brad Hand and Bellotti, they're not really your top-tier guys. Talking about guys like Sir Anthony Dominguez, Jose Alvarado, he's been on fire, and guys like David Robertson. Nola, he he could have been running out of gas a little bit. He did start missing his spots. Um, But at the end of the day, that second-half blunder in the Phillies game yesterday isn't swaying me away from the confidence that I have for them to go into Citizens Bank Park and take at least two out of three. I still think it is a possibility that they could win all three if if they're firing on all cylinders. But obviously, that's not really a realistic expectation. I think it could happen. But at the end of the day, still complete confidence in this Phillies team. Still think they have a great chance to win this series and ultimately go to the World Series. And also, one more thing about the Astros. Even though they look like the clear best team remaining in baseball, not saying the Phillies or Padres couldn't put up a fight or potentially take them down. They're not completely unstoppable. No, they're, they're definitely the favorites, but these NL teams could definitely give them a fight. And I think that we could all agree that we all thought the Dodgers were probably going to either one win the World Series or just come out of the NL. And they went, they fell down to the Padres because, as you mentioned earlier, because of those key crucial trade deadline mm-hmm. acquisitions that they had. And anything can happen in the playoffs. I mean, we have now two wild card teams right. in the National League for the NLCS. First time's ever happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now, and in the other side, it's the top two teams. And it's right now it's the it's the battle of the underdogs for I mean for the National League and it's the top two teams in the American League so uh, as as I mentioned anything can happen and uh, and yeah so I mean that's just how baseball rolls that <laughs> is just the great thing about baseball because you yeah. truly do just never know another stat the Phillies and Padres the first NLCS matchup where both teams won less than ninety games yeah and then it really just it shows to the depth of the National League as well. Mm-hmm. The American League, even on an episode of Offsides a few weeks ago, heading into the playoffs, we we basically said that it was locked up that the Astros and Yankees would face in the ALCS. But the NL the NL was a little more up in the air, a little more depth. So just in the next year, in the coming years in baseball, I would like to see it kind of round out and see the American League gain a little bit more depth, have a little bit more competition there. I think we could definitely see that if the Guardians can have a pretty decent offseason this year, if they make some. Uh, offensive acquisitions uh, to their young team. I think we can have a Guardians uh, ALCS again mm-hmm. uh, for them, and uh, Guardians can uh, definitely a team. I think the Orioles are on the rise. I mm-hmm. think they're they're still slightly 
in that rebuilding phase, and they had a really good year. I think they had a winning they had a winning record this year, but they didn't make the playoffs. Like that's a win for the Orioles organization this year, and um, they they can definitely be a team on the rise. Like Adley Rushman's doing a fantastic job. Blue Jays they got to get their pitching yeah. together. <laughs> um, they can, but they can definitely be a team on the rise as well. And uh, but that AL Central's got to get it together. All all five mm-hmm. yeah. all five of those teams need a rebuild. I mean they. They did not live up to the expectations, besides the Guardians. The Guardians did well. But, and another uh, team, Seattle has shown that they're not afraid to go spend some money or trade some assets to get some superstars. So true. Yeah, and they, they still have Julio. So Keep an eye on them in the offseason. I could see them possibly making a splash. So we'll see what happens uh, in the offseason once the 10th inning goes into <laughs> the offseason stage. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about what potential uh, trades or free agent uh, stuff like Carlos Correa uh, could potentially do. So it just okay. goes to show at the playoffs who gets hot at the right time, and that's the difference. You don't have to be the team who wins 110 games. Exactly. We, see, we saw those two teams crash and burn in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and that goes to show does the momentum play a factor? Does the experience play a factor? Because for Houston, they have the experience. Yankees have had the experience in the playoffs, but the Houston team has that championship experience. They have the championship series experience, and they have the experience taking down the Yankees. So you want to think that they have it in their favor, but can the Yankees? They have a couple of changes. You know, Harrison Bader's now in center field. Aaron Hicks gets hurt. Didn't wasn't probably him. He wasn't probably going to play a huge factor in the series anyway. But Chapman, he's not on this. The guy who gave up the the home run to Altuve, and he's gone. And, and Altuve is not making a difference so far. But how long is that going to last? The Yankees can't rely on the typical stars to not get it done yet, and then use that because Houston, once again, has so so much depth on their team that everybody they can beat you in so many different ways. But these two National League teams, like you guys said, they're not afraid to take down anybody. They can go at you with their the full force lineup. They're going to piece together hits. They're going to string together runners on base, and they all have starting really good starting pitching. So before we wrap things up, I want to see. Are there two players in that Yankees and Houston series? We talked about it for the Phillies and Padres. Are there two players that you think are really going to make the difference in this series? Is it going to be a full team effort or is somebody going to lead the charge? For me, I think we we know what we expect from Judge. We know what to expect from Stan and how he's performed in the playoffs. Somebody that I look to target is Anthony Rizzo. That's what can, I was thinking. Can he too, continue? Yeah. He had a he had a solo shot yesterday, and you thought that maybe he had the momentum to cut it in deficit deficit in half. I think realistically. We know he can play really good first base, but can he put together really good at-bats? Is it going to be strikeout or home run? You can't have that with Rizzo. Can he get a double here and there, a single, get on base, draw a walk? I think he's a real difference maker for me. And for Houston, as much as I want to say Altuve, I, I we know what Altuve is capable of, so I think if not this game, next game, he's going to go two for three, four for five, or whatever it is. I think that the difference maker for Houston in this game is the shortstop, Jeremy Pena. I think what he's been able to do – it's just, it's absolutely incredible. If you didn't have guys like Stephen Kwan and Julio Rodriguez, he could be AL Rookie of the Year, realistically, what, what yeah. he's done. I think he's performed at, a, at an elite level and playoff level for a youngster. So I think those are two guys that I would pr- personally pinpoint could be difference maker in this series. I want to know what, what maybe what you guys think. I was thinking the exact same thing with Rizzo. He's a home run strikeout kind of guy, but he needs to start playing some small ball. Um, because I think if he starts going, like the rest of the team can just rally off him. It's like the same thing with the Phillies and Schwarber. So, and then for the Astros, I think it's Altuve. Altuve's got to get it together. And if Altuve gets it together, I think that Astro team is as complete as it can get. So, um, we just have to make sure we, he just has to make sure that he can get a hit for once <laughs> and uh, put, uh, just start getting some rallies going for the the Astros because he's the leadoff guy. If you're a leadoff yeah. guy, you have to you have to be able to get on base, whether that be a walk 
or a base hit. But Altuve, because he's a smaller guy, he's got to get on base uh, via a hit. That's usually how it rolls for smaller baseball players. So he's just got to get on base in any way, shape, or form just to start getting some rallies going for the Houston. Well, for me, the Yankees, I'm looking straight at Aaron Judge. I'm looking him straight in the eyes. He's the guy that needs to step up for this team and just carry the offense as he's done all season. You know, he's been the guy, broke the American League home run record, over 130 RBIs. He's carried the offense all season long, hasn't had a great playoffs, hitting sub-200, uh, 12 strikeouts in six games for Judge. So he, he's the guy where he needs to step up, he needs to put his foot down, and he needs to be that voice, be that leader for this team, and rally together the troops and just start playing better baseball, quite frankly. And then on the Astros side, really, I'm just looking at the starting pitching because as long as they can continue to shut down guys like Judge and Stanton, then there's no way they'll be able to lose this series if they continue to shut down the Yankees' uh, top dog guys, their power horses. Uh, So Yankees, Judge, he needs to step it up. He needs to play the same baseball that he was in the regular season. And the Astros starting pitching, they just need to continue to mow down the Yankees lineup. Sounds good. And by the time we meet here around next Thursday, if there is a Game 7 between Houston and the Yankees, that's going to take place on Wednesday. We've got the rest of the series to talk about, the championship series. And then on Friday starts the World Series. So we're going to have yeah. a lot to talk about on next week's, and week's mm-hmm. episode of the podcast. It's been a great show. Caraguna alongside Jack Miller. Thanks for joining us, Nick. I'm sure I hope you had a good time with us. It's great time. <laughs> great time. Looking forward to future episodes. Go awesome. Phils. Oh, i got to say go Yanks. We'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll maybe, maybe eat my words out after that but we'll see what happens it's been a great time thank you nick for joining us caraguna alongside jack miller and you've been listening to the 10th inning podcast here on radio 89.7 wgls fm you've been listening to the 10th inning podcast with your hosts jack miller and caraguna make sure to tune in weekly for new episodes you can find 10th inning and every rowan radio sports podcast by searching for rowan radio on demand sports wherever you find your podcasts